We're going to be in the uh, Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. I'm going to read verses 11 through 13. Then we'll come back in just a moment and see the rest of the context of that passage of Scripture, Luke 19, 11 through 13. Jesus is telling a story. Uh, he's about to. And the Bible says, as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should appear immediately. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. I've read from the King James Version because I want to focus on that last phrase from that passage of Scripture that we just looked at. In fact, it'll be, as you can see, the title of my sermon today, Occupy Till I Come. It is with those words that this nobleman commissioned his servants. He said to them, basically, take what I have given you and use it for my glory. Take what I have given you and use it for the advancement of my kingdom. Take what I have given you and be faithful, remembering that one day I will return and you will surrender it back into my hands. And the day came as Jesus continued to tell the story the nobleman returned, having been made king and received a kingdom. He came to those he left behind to see what they each had done with what he left in their care. And so here is the rest of the parable. I'd like to read it from the Good News Translation, beginning to read in verse 15. The Bible says, The man was made king and came back, and at once he ordered his servants to appear before him to find out uh, what they had done with what they had earned. The first one came and said, Sir, I have earned 10 gold coins with the one you gave me. Well done, he said. You are a good servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will put you in charge of 10 cities. The second servant came and said, Sir, I have earned five gold coins with the one you gave me. To this one he said, you will be in charge of five cities. Another servant came and said, sir, here is your gold coin. I kept it hidden in a handkerchief. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take what is not yours and reap what you did not plant. He said to him, you bad servant. I will use your own words to condemn you. You know that I am a hard man, taking what is not mine and reaping what I have not planted. Well then, why didn't you put my money back in the, ba in the bank? Then I would have received it back with interest when I returned. Then he said to those who were standing there, take the gold coin away from him and give it to the servant who has ten coins. But they said to him, Sir, he already has ten coins. I tell you, he replied, that to those who have something, even more will be given, but those who have nothing, even the little that they have, will be taken away from them. Now, as for those enemies of mine who did not want me to be their king, bring them here and kill them in my presence. Now, I want us to consider this morning the main points in this parable. I'm going to list them for you, and then we're going to come back and consider them. First... 
in this parable, the man, whoever he was, was a man to be feared. Second, he was a man who expected much. Third, he was a man who entrusted things to others. Fourth, there would be a day when he returned and demanded accountability for what he entrusted. And finally, when he returned as king, he would render judgment on those who were his enemies. This is the man who said, Occupy till I come. Take what I have given you and use it for my glory. Take what I have given you and use it for the advancement of my kingdom. Take what I have given you and be faithful, remembering that the day will come when you will surrender it back into my hands. Now, as you can see, the first point of the message is already on the screen, and that is the person to be feared in this parable is the Lord Jesus himself. He is the one who will receive a kingdom. He is the one who will return holding us accountable for what he's entrusted into our hands. And so as we look at this parable, we should make no mistake that the step-by-step -step comparison in the story is a comparison between the person in the story that Jesus tells and the person who was telling it, Jesus Christ himself. He is to be feared. We should know that just as the men in the story knew that their master was a man to be feared. Second, number two, just as that master entrusted something of his own into the hands of his servant, Jesus Christ has entrusted something that belongs supremely to him into our hands, into yours and mine. And you and I are accountable for what he's given us. So what is it that he has given you. We should understand that he's given us our lives and all that goes with it. My soul is his, my life is his. The talents that are mine are, on are entrusted to me and are on loan from him. Third, he expects much, the Lord Jesus does. He expects much out of those who are his servants. It was Jesus Christ himself who said, to whom much is given, much is required. But whatever it is that he's entrusted to you, he, he expects it to be used and to, invested, to be invested in such a way that there is a return on that investment. You and I are investing our lives. You invest your lives in the lives of others for better, are for worse. We are investing our church in the life of this community. For better or for worse. Jesus Christ has given us an opportunity and he is expecting a return on his investment. Number four, as there was a day of accountability for their, these servants to their master, there is a day of accountability when you and I will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and he will examine us just as this man examined his servants. These words uh, uh, from the Lord are not to be taken lightly. Jesus is not saying this to some random group of people. He is saying this to you. This is your word from the Lord. He's reminding you of his coming, reminding you 
of your day of accountability, saying to you, occupy till I come. Take what I have given you and use it for my glory. Take what I have given you and use it for the advancement of my kingdom. Take what I have given you and be faithful, remembering that the day will come when you will surrender it back into my hands. And so we see in this parable that the day of his coming will be a day of accountability, a day of judgment, bringing blessing to some and punishment and great loss to others. There is a word in this parable which to me is quite interesting. I did not know uh, it, was, it was this word. I did not understand that until I looked at it this week. And that word, depending on which translation you read from, uh, the, the, new, the Good News translation says, I knew that you were a hard man. And then in the New American Standard Bible, it says, I knew that you were an exacting man. And the Greek word is, I knew that you were an austeros man. Now, what in the world does that mean? What do you hear in that word, austeros? You hear the word austere. What does austere mean? Because that's where we get our English word, austere. Well, here's what it means. It means rigid, severe, somber, harsh, unsmiling, grim, strict, and stern. Have you ever thought of the Lord Jesus Christ in that regard? There is a point-by-point -point comparison in this parable between the Lord Jesus Christ and his expectations of his servants and the man in the story and his expectations of his service. Here is a man before who other men trembled and we are to tremble before the Lord Jesus Christ, especially in consideration of our accountability before him. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 5, verses 21 and 22, the Lord said, this is what, this is what through Jeremiah, this is what God said to his people. Now hear this, O foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear, do you not fear me? declares the Lord. Do you not tremble in my presence? I remember going through experiencing God for the first time, and I heard Henry Blackaby, who was the author of that study, say, when, when God's, God's people lose, when God's people lose their fear of Him, they lose their fear of sin. We lose our fear of sin because we no longer fear any accountability before the Lord. We feel like we can do anything that we would like, live any way we please, and escape, escape with it. But there is a day of accountability. The Lord we serve will hold us accountable. He is to be feared and one before whom we should tremble. And He is the one, the Lord Jesus Himself, who says to you and me, Occupy till I come. Do business with what I've given you until I come. Take what I have given you and use it for my glory. Take what I have given you and use it for the advancement of my kingdom. Take what I have given you and be faithful, remembering that the day will come when you will surrender that back into my hand. Now, what is it that God has given you? Have you thought about that? You know, we have people in this church who have tremendous gifts. We have some of them who have the gift of leadership so that they can run a business or a corporation and do so with great success 
But in relation to God's kingdom, their gifts have no impact whatsoever. Those gifts are wasted. They lie dormant. God's kingdom is not advanced. We have people in this church who are incredibly talented. They can play. They can sing. Uh, they can organize music groups and programs that bring great acclaim. But those talents are not used in God's kingdom or for God's glory. And so God's kingdom is not advanced as it should be. Remember, whatever it is that God has entrusted to you, He has entrusted it to you only for a time. It ultimately belongs to Him. Let me illustrate it in this way. Suppose I had a bar of gold. And I take my bar of solid gold and I give it to you and I tell you to take it with you wherever you go and, and to show it to people so that they will know how rich I am and how generous I am that I've allowed you to keep this for me so that people will know that, that I'm a generous and wealthy man. And suppose then you took that bar of gold from, from me and you thanked me for it and for a time you remembered it belonged to me but then people began to brag on its beauty and they began to talk of how wealthy you are and because of you've not given credit to me people think the gold in, in your hand is, is your own and they don't know about my generosity and they don't know about my wealth they only know about your glory because of the gift I've given you isn't it true that some of us are treating God in exactly the same way he has entrusted us with a gift a great gift a gift with which people are impressed, a gift by which we are able to advance companies or organizations or even our own personal kingdoms. And by that gift that he's given us, we have made a name for ourselves, but we've made no name for God, who will require it on the day of judgment and hold us accountable for it. Remember, it is the Lord who says here in this passage of Scripture, Occupy till I come. Take what I have given you and use it for my glory. Take what I have given you and use it for the advancement of my kingdom. Take what I have given you and be faithful, remembering that the day will come when you will surrender it into my hands. Now, the last thing I want you to see here is what happened at the end of this story. Now, in the middle, there's a verse we didn't read because it really had no application for the moment to the servants who were or were not faithful but there was this group of people who, when the king left to go receive his kingdom, as the King James said and, and the New American Standard Bible says, he went off to receive a kingdom, or really to be made king. There were a group of people there who said, we don't want this man to be king over us. They sort of whispered it behind his back as he was leaving. You know how we do sometimes. We don't want this guy to be king. Well, he returns having been made king. And you'll notice what happens. You'll notice what he said to those people. The last verse of that parable. He said, as for those people who did not want me to be king, I want you to bring them here and I want you to kill them in my presence. We say, well, we have to strike that verse from the record because that certainly can apply to the Lord Jesus Christ. It just is so out of character with him. But as we turn to the last book of the Bible and you go toward the end of it, you read a passage of Scripture in the book of Revelation where you see that those who reject the Lord Jesus Christ 
The Bible says they will be tormented day and night forever and ever in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is one before whom men should tremble because he is holding us accountable for how we live our lives. He's holding me accountable. I will give an account to him. That's why the Bible says, Let not many of you be teachers, brethren, for you shall incur a stricter judgment. I'm going to be held to a higher judgment than somebody who's not a teacher or a preacher because to whom much is given, much is required. If the Lord has entrusted you with something, with gifts, talents, opportunities, He's going to hold you accountable for those. Are you investing them in His work? Have you heard Him say to you this morning, whether it is a little place where it is a place of, 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 of sickness or health, a place of riches or poverty, occupy that station till I come. Take what I have given you and be faithful. Take what I have given you and use it for my glory, for the advancement of my kingdom. Take what I have given you and remember that the day will come when you will surrender that back into my hands. One day... The Lord who's given me my life and my soul and my opportunities, whatever they may be, he's going to say, Eddie, let's see what you've done with what I've given you. Did you invest it? Did you, use it? Did you use it? Did you honor me? And what about you? Let's pray.